Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the We Are MCBS podcast. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful day. Say good morning to October 16th, 2019. Yeah, and say good morning to Megan. Hello! Megan Gibson in the hizzy. Mid-October. Right? Is this not your season? I mean, I'm from the Midwest, so I'm literally, (laughs) unironically, wearing a white wool sweater (laughs) that was handcrafted uh, by women in Guatemala, Mm. (laughs) and it is my way of invoking fall. I just, it's literally called a self-care sweater. (laughs) If we were not in the studio... Uh, you could die because this is Florida. I know, that, and that's the only reason I wore it was because I was like, it's freezing in that studio. So I glad will. you have a place to wear it. Yeah, right. Uh, we've we've got some uh, media related stories, Megan. Fantastic. These students over here and oh, oh this graduate. Ooh. I know. MCBS how graduate. That's how great this is. The graduates yeah. just come back. I know, um, right? Here to talk about media related news. Nothing too nothing too controversial. Just some media related news. <laughs> <laughs> um, Grant, right out of the gate. That's me. Yeah. What What, what do you have over there on your on your oh phone boy. of notes? I have a story uh, related to Blizzard, actually the the, the gaming company. Oh yeah, cool. Is this going to be a fun Overwatch story or oh, uh, something related to? I'm glad you qualified that because I all this time in prep, I thought that that was like a hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so for <laughs> those of those listening who yeah. are ignorant of the gamings. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, they made they made Overwatch and Hearthstone and uh, World of Warcraft. They made a lot of. I've heard of at least two of those. Yeah, they made a lot of big games, and this is in relation to a recent Hearthstone tournament that was happening, where uh, a player won the tournament and was being interviewed afterwards by two like shoutcaster guys, uh, and he 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 made uh, comments about supporting Hong Kong. And the stream got cut early, and he got he and the two people interviewing him ended up getting fired. Whoa! He like lost his hundred thousand dollar winnings. No! <laughs> and it was uh, it, it sparked a lot of a lot of controversy. Uh, there was a lot of issues with like, well, he was just he was just speaking right. his mind, and then there was issues with like, well, that was against the Blizzard rules. Like mm-hmm. in the rules, it says you can't say things that could possibly bring damage to our brand mm. and blizzard is uh invested in overwatch and overwatch is very popular overseas so i was just gonna say let's break down the economic yeah, impact of there's a, a lot of like money that. in blizzard yeah from 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 across the across the way that that could could be lost out because like oh blizzard's supporting something we don't want to support that yeah we're pulling out so. It's, it's China, Grant. I know it's hard, and, and, and it's scary. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was allowed to. <laughs> no, I know, I know. You can say the word. Okay. Um, we don't. We don't know all the facts, so we're right. just right. we're just talking about what yeah. we do know. And I got to tell you, I'm a little mm-hmm. uh, terrified that I would almost want to be handed a checklist before I go run my mouth in front right. of a camera. What yeah. can I and can't I say? I no. really don't want to lose my hundred k. Right. Yeah. I just want it. It's yeah. The the player's name was Blitzchung. For those who are like, ooh. I used to watch Hearthstone. Mm. I'm sure there's so many Hearthstone sure. players watching, listening. I've got his <laughs> Can autograph. Can we assume <laughs> that he's of Chinese descent? Yes, he okay. he's fr- he considers Hong Kong his home city. Oh, so, so he's, he's informed oh, yeah. personally he, uh, in, on the issue. Post interview, post interview, after the stream got cut off and stuff, 
people were asking him why he why he did that and he was like well i know it was a bad move but i've been so focused on like getting stuff out there and getting support for hong kong that i've barely had time to practice for my match and he still won <laughs> so he's like he's pretty good mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was he was talking about how like it's been eating him up it's been it's like his whole world right now is is supporting hong kong and not not like worrying about the game right he's not concerned about it because it, it's not as important to him it's got different priorities yeah is his life in the long term it's interesting um because we see a lot of celebrities or athletes or people talking about politics, but there's always the long game of, of really understanding ahead of time what the consequences of those actions are. And mm-hmm. every person has to decide for themselves kind of what their priorities are going to be and what kind of risks they're going to take for their own professional and financial welfare. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And we make that decision every day. Uh, we step out of our houses. Yeah. Uh, I, we, Megan and I both have this conversation in our classes. You're going to go leave this university, leave this program with a degree and go get a job somewhere and you're going to be good at it, which means you're going to tell people's stories well and you've got to be careful whose stories you choose to tell. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to be you're going to be pushing out somebody's message and you get to decide whose message that is. I got to ask uh, Grant, does it the more I hear about this, the more it sounds like he knew that this was a potential consequence. And he still said it. Yeah, it, it he the way the way that it was uh, the way that it was reported on is like the moment he said it, or like a few seconds after he said it, the stream was cut because like he he probably knew that it was gonna get cut. He probably knew that it it was not something he was supposed to say, but he he went he went and did it anyways. He he was like, you know what? What happens happens. The consequences be damned I'm, I'm doing it and he he went for it so it was uh i think the consequence of that is now i know his name and i never would yeah. have known his name yeah before. No, he definitely got a lot of exposure from that and i i believe i read uh, a separate article about uh, uh another like mobile game picking him up and like paying for his mm. winnings that he lost mm. because well first of all they wanted they wanted in on advertising right right uh even though it is probably cheap advertising too. <laughs> like just like, oh, we get this player who got kicked off. We're just going to give him 100K. We'd normally spend like 15 million on advertising, but mm-hmm. 100K here, just support us. <laughs> so one company got got in trouble for banning him and the other picked it right up and made some money. <laughs> yeah, there's a word for that that of course I can't think of at this hour, but mm-hmm. there's a word for it. Like it's not piggybacking, right? but it's... It, kind of like that where you you know take mm-hmm. somebody else's kind of infamy and and get a little bit of publicity on the side out of right, it right yeah that was a i kind of it's like I, making soup out of the the ends of all the vegetables yeah, that you didn't it's, use it's like this it's like recycling <laughs> kind of oh now i understand you know like, you chop some carrots and some onions and you put them in a dish and you don't want to eat the the ends and all the gnarly parts so you put them in some stock and like make some stock out of it yeah. and i don't know if there's any cooks in the audience but you know my don't throw away your ends my yeah, friend actually just went to culinary school recently <gasps> oh God, I, that's one of my dreams i would uh-huh. love that just for fun mm-hmm. i don't want to have to actually like make anyone anything afterwards yeah i just want to know that i could not going to be a source of income but exactly I mean, it's be a source of like food for me be a source <laughs> exactly. of calories yeah exactly <laughs> i want to know i want to learn mm-hmm. how to chop onions 
the way that like Julia Child would, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where they like they you know do the finger cramp curly thing on the onion, and then the the tip of the knife just goes through at like a million miles an hour, and then like I just Ooh. I want to do it. You can't see me right now, but I'm actually physically chopping yeah. onions. <laughs> and for anybody that's wondering, her finger form mm-hmm. perfect. It's really I, you know you gotta my knuckles have a lot of scars, but <laughs> but the tips of my fingers have never. I had yeah. a friend in college who sliced the end of his finger off oh. in a deli machine <clears throat> at Blimpy. At Blimpy. <laughs> at Blimpy. What is Blimpy? Blimpy is a Midwestern. I don't actually don't know where it's from, but it's a, like it's like a Subway or a Quiznos. Okay, but with a bad name. And some tainted <laughs> meat yeah. now. I don't like. <laughs> don't it. eat the turkey. <laughs> it's got finger in it. There's three states we you should stay away from. We're not sure where the finger is, but yeah. <laughs> it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> I won't tell you how long ago okay. I was in college, but yeah. Uh, Grant, mm-hmm. uh, any last words about the about uh, the story you brought to us? I would say uh, to 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 look into it because there are more companies getting in trouble, including Apple and the NBA, uh, with similar things like supporting Hong Kong. So it's it's a it's an ever growing story, and it's certainly not going to slow down anytime soon. So just like keep your eyes on it because it's it's going to keep happening. And then uh, I guess just be careful what you say. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because we can get so um, ethnocentric and mm-hmm. there's so much drama in our own country that yeah. we can forget that there's a lot going on in the world. Oh, yeah. And um, that it's good to be concerned and informed about the world, yeah. but also be kind of informed and ready about mm-hmm. what you're going to be ready to speak about and the consequences of that. Yeah. 7.7 billion people on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. 350 million of them in the u.s that's a third of a billion what's the population we of china are 120th do you know the population of china since uh, you're like wikipedia billion. right now They're it's like a billion right yeah, it's, it's more know, than a little, us. little like 1.2 even so now, I, think. I believe india and china are both like yeah. huge a billion they're in the billion clubs yeah, yeah, yeah. and here we are <laughs> listen to me i've uh, been here for 200 and something years <laughs> i know we're such toddlers so <laughs> such arrogant toddlers it's i really uh this is one of the first times in the recent years that i've i've heard and and like been able to follow politics outside of american politics it's it's just interesting it's natural not to get super concerned about it until yeah. you're a f- bona fide adult right <laughs> yeah welcome like, to the club grant exactly the moment i graduated i was like oh whoa there's so much going on <laughs> yeah. get, get off my lawn no no <laughs> <laughs> Well, Grant, thank you very much for bringing that story. I know it can be a of little course. challenging to talk about that, but you did a really good job of uh, uh, handling a delicate situation. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You're and, welcome. You know, uh, from everybody listening and everybody on the faculty, congratulations mm-hmm. on graduating also. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Very kind. <laughs> don't, don't forget us when you come back for Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I won't. Okay. Uh, I'll make sure to, to shout out every one of you. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, invite us to the after parties and oh, stuff. Oh, I... Are there after parties? Oh my gosh, are there ever. <laughs> there's before parties, there's exclusive parties, there's parties at people's houses I won't mention. There's all kinds <laughs> of stuff that happens that I we have never been allowed to grace. Hook uh, us up, Grant. Hook I'll, us up. I mean, I, I got to get hooked up first. Come right? on, guys. Well, we, that's a foregone conclusion. We're just wait, biding our time at this point. <laughs> We're just waiting. All right, dope. <laughs> waiting to be your entourage. <laughs> well... That'll that'll do it for that first story of October 16th. I think we've got one story left. Uh, executive producer Kayla, what was the story? I've forgotten. Who's, who's supposed to come up and talk about this? Hello, Jason. 
Um, hey, Kayla. Hi. Is it you? Are you? It's it's me. You're bringing the story. Yeah. Well, story it up, Kayla. Um, sure. Okay. Um, I, any excuse to talk about Shane Dawson. Um, oh, of and course. I'm there. Uh, so Shane Dawson is doing some things, um, as he usually does. Yeah, <laughs> things. I think that's what he's known for. Yeah, he, the guy who does things and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he is. I do not know this man. Oh, okay. That's a good. Okay. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't want to admit no. it, but I've learned everything I know about Shane Dawson from Kayla's from last Kayla? uh, Shane Dawson. I had a feeling that this is the Shane Dawson podcast, but I didn't. I was like, who's this person? I'll um, just be the. I'll be the person, the first time listener who has no idea what you're talking about. Sure. I believe this is the third time he's been brought up. Oh. Two out of the three times it's been me. So, um, he is a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. He started out making like sketch comedies back in like he's like an og youtuber like mm-hmm. from 2006 i'm and surprised they don't know about him then um, i was alive and using the internet <laughs> back then he's it's very interesting to watch his transition from um this is what i talked about last time is from like he wanted to be a filmmaker and that really never really worked out for mm. him um because so did casey neistat yeah but then shane dawson kind of turned to more documentary filmmaking um with himself as like the main protagonist learning about new things and uh, it just took off and he's still managing to be relevant all these years later which is kind of incredible um so but this time as of recently he is um he is doing a new documentary about the beauty world and um beauty gurus uh which is not what he's known for he did a collaboration with jeffree star who is another uh, really popular influencer um in makeup and um he he did that about jeffree but this documentary a year or so later is about uh what it may or what it takes to make a palette Hmm. a makeup palette and um it's just some really interesting cross-media marketing Hmm. yeah using the big media communication words <laughs> such lingo yeah um but yeah uh it's pretty interesting and i think it's such a smart idea because even though shane dawson himself isn't a makeup guru a lot of his fans are teenage girls mm-hmm. and um it just makes sense that he would many teenage girls are interested in the cosmetics industry and yeah 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 it's pretty smart Um, and i love like what i'm getting obviously i didn't know who he was until 30 seconds ago but um i love and this is what makes journalism and documentarians if i could so say so myself being (laughs) one um so great is that we get to learn about things we don't understand in a way that also brings our audience along so even though he doesn't you know apparently by his own description know anything about the cosmetic industry approaching it from that viewpoint and having to kind of like break down something that's of interest a specific thing being the palette um how to make one and how it comes to be that's super interesting um and from a media communication standpoint and the like if you remember aesthetics class and just like the way colors go together and and having to think of it in the what are like the pantone numbers or what's the hex codes and right it wouldn't be any different for cosmetics and makeup and how are they going together and what's going to sell together and how do we, how are these things going to work together and right yeah um there's a lot of interesting stuff to come out of this documentary um it's it's a multiple part series i've only watched up to the second episode because they're like 
hour long episodes um, or videos there yeah it's like a lot um and part of that is too because he is like a youtube personality so like i would say 30 minutes out of the hours is shane dawson just being like i'm shane Shane dawson (laughs) yeah so um but one thing that was also really interesting to come out of it is um one they uh totally put on blast how much upcharge is is that the word upcharge mm-hmm. overcharging for makeup palettes mm-hmm. and what that's like it's yeah. a big markup yeah markup yeah. that's the word there's a huge markup um which was kind of it's like you know but then you right, hear it right. and you're like oh man and there's a bunch of industries that are like that and cosmetics are definitely like it um jewelry is another yep. one yep. um you know like cars things like that uh mattresses that's why they, yeah. they put things on like flash sales is because they know that it actually costs them about 20% of what they're actually selling it for. So they put it on a super sale doesn't mean they actually lose a whole lot of money. Right. And um, also in this documentary, something that was hard for me to watch was Shane Dawson found out how much he's been being he's been ripped off um, uh, because Jeffrey was explaining how merch works and how much mm. you make for merch. And he just Shane Dawson had like a meltdown because he was like, I have been selling my merch for this much through these vendors and like I'm getting no profit from it and these oh. YouTubers are making millions yeah, off of it. Yeah, that's where the money is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's just, uh, he's been on YouTube since like 2006 and just has made no money from merch and it's... Ooh, that hurts. Yeah, it's really sad that um, even in like, I don't know, you always hear about like Hollywood taking advantage of um, actors and now it seems like the 2019 equivalent of that is people taking advantage of uh naive influencers well here's what i'll say to that it's not he might have been naive about that particular thing right right but this is an entrepreneur's problem and it's ubiquitous and will continue until the end of time which is that you don't know what you don't know right and you can only do and make the right decisions about the things that you do know um and this is one of the things that entrepreneurs who approach like the sharks on Shark Tank, they, they say all the time. They say, I don't actually need your money. What I need is your expertise and your advice right. because I don't know what I don't know about manufacturing or about merchandise or about um, distribution and, and all the parts of having a large corporation, especially when it's a, a small, large corporation, meaning that there's only a few people actually running the whole thing, right? Like I doubt he has a huge giant team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's not anybody looking out for that kind of stuff. And people are, everyone is going to try to make the most money mm-hmm. on their own end game. So the, the manufacturers who are handling the distribution, they're going to just try to make as much money off of him as they can. They don't, they don't really care about him that much. I hate to break it to him. Yeah. No, they don't. And that's what's interesting, too, about him collaborating with Jeffree Star is Jeffree Star is a close friend of his and... Um, I think what it seems like what's going to happen is Jeffree Star kind of does his own merchandising. It kind of seems like Shane Dawson's going to be working with him to make new merch mm. because um, uh, he deserves a profit. Yeah, and yeah. he found a mentor that knows more than he knows about a particular area of his business. Absolutely. That's great yeah. that he actually, at least now he knows, right? Yeah. It's hard not to feel like you got slapped in the face when you find out that you've been ripped off or you trusted the wrong people. But yeah. the the hopefully the turnaround and quickly thereafter is okay now i know what do i right. do next what's the next right thing to do what's the right, right, next right choice to make exactly yep and if you're one of those one in a million people there's probably 350 really big influencers out there 
um, or, or if you're one of those one and a half million people that are going to be an influencer, <coughs> you're going to have a lot of capital and a lot of people and a lot of options and decisions. Mm-hmm. And when I was a younger person, I tried to do everything. I started so many businesses and I tried to do everything on my own. We didn't even have Google when I started the first half of them. Just guessing. Oh, just a phone book and a prayer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and the ability to get people to say stuff over the phone when you call them. But the there's just uh, there's so many ways that you can screw up and all you have <laughs> to do is just ask for help or pay for help take some of the money or the revenue that you're producing give it to somebody it's n- there's so much goodness that comes from hiring a consultant and saying please talk to me for 40 hours yep. and help me uh, exactly what Shane is doing by accident on his documentary you can do for real he mm-hmm. should have done back in 2009 after yeah. he'd been three years deep into this and said, hey, help me make all the money I can, Mr. MBA. Yeah. Uh, right. But if you don't do that, you learn the hard way instead of the easy way. You spend a little money up front, you make a lot of money down the line. And I don't think there's an entrepreneur on earth who hasn't been burned yeah. in an aspect of their business, who wouldn't say like, oh gosh, let me tell you about the time I figured this out the hard way. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a single one. Right. And it's usually... They're not most intimate, but the the relationships that they have in their business that were first based in friendship, like, oh, I'm going to hire my friend to build my website or to do the distribution or to do the manufacturing or to handle comments on the YouTube channel. Like, it's the friend relationships that end up actually being the most hostile (laughs) and ending the the most poorly a lot of times. Sadly true. I have something to talk to you about, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Extra sadly true. Uh, Instead of of finishing on a sad note, I'll remind everybody what a beautiful day it is here in Winter Park. And that... uh, That's such a lie. It's been raining for five days. Is that not beautiful? I like rain. (sighs) That's not why I moved here, y'all. I'm wearing the sweater ironically. (laughs) (laughs) I don't actually want to have to wear wellies and a... (laughs) GD rain jacket. Well, uh, it'll all be over soon. It's true. It'll go back back to being hot. It'll be it'll be a, a seventy degree winter here before you know it. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. Uh, and you know what? Long before winter gets here, we'll be we'll be together again, sitting here in the studio and sitting with you as you listen on your earbuds, as you go on your walks and your bike rides and whatever else you do to listen to us on the podcast. We appreciate it. We love the fact that you listen to us. That's why we wake up on Wednesday mornings and do this. Uh, From uh, everybody that's not here, have a beautiful day. And I guess the people that are here can tell you to have a beautiful day themselves. Have a beautiful day. Have a great day. Yeah. Move your body. Have a good day. (laughs) Deuces, everybody. Bye.